Hello, everybody. This is Sandy Carter. I'm from Unstoppable Domains, championing Web3 domains that redefine data ownership. I am on the edge of NFT, who champions the knowledge that you need to take action on for all things Web3. Enjoy. Hey, NFT Curious listeners, stay tuned for today's episode to learn about this year's Unstoppable Women Leaders in both Web3 and AI, including 50 Young Female Pioneers. And how Unstoppable Domains has turned up the innovation dial with an adrenaline-pumping gaming adventure with some unexpected partners. And finally, we break down the French government's progressive stance on NFT games not fitting the same statutes as gambling. And yes, it's official. You can dive into the captivating world of artificial intelligence with the Edge of AI podcast. Join us as we explore the frontiers of AI and its impact on our lives. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform, Follow us on Twitter at edge of underscore AI and LinkedIn for exciting updates and insights. You can also visit our new website at edgeofai.xyz. Welcome to the Edge of NFT, the podcast created by Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of Web3 today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts of the business side and also the human element of how Web3 is changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features a repeat guest. We're excited to bring back Sandy Carter, who holds the dual titles of Chief Operating Officer and Head of Business Development at Unstoppable Domains. Guided by a mission to bestow user-owned identity, she shapes growth, business strategy, and pioneers partnerships in the realms of Web3 and the metaverse. Her tech lineage includes pivotal roles at AWS, focusing on emerging tech-like AI and blockchain leadership stinks at IBM and founding a Silicon Valley startup. Asable Domains isn't just a domain provider, it's a revolutionary force with a noble goal to bestow every individual on the planet with user-owned digital identity. They're championing Web3 domains that redefine data ownership. These aren't just domains, they're domains with superpowers. Sandy, great to have you back. Oh, so great to be back here with you guys. It's always so much fun and so much value. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And you've also been your repeat sort of speaker at Outer Edge too, right? Two years in a row. We just really appreciate everything you're doing in this space, not only for Unstoppable Domains, but also just around sort of broadening the space. And we've talked about before the importance of inclusivity in Web3 and emerging tech in general. And you've been a real pioneer there and you've got Unstoppable Women we actually connected in Singapore about your event. You had it at a really cool ceremony there while we were all together at Token 2049. So I'd love to just jump into that a little bit more before we get into what's going on on Unstoppable Domains, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'd love to talk about this. I founded Unstoppable Women, let's see, two years ago now. And I did that because I noticed in our space, and I'm sure you guys have noticed too, there aren't as many women and diverse players as there should be in the space. And so I started talking to people about it and they were like, well, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you do something about it? So I said, okay, what can I do? So I started this group really focused on companies coming together to change the education uh, landscape. There were so many groups out there already, BFF and Black Women Blockchain and Boss Beauties that were focused on the individual 
But I didn't see any group that was really holding companies accountable for bringing education and more women into the space. And so I founded the group to focus on those companies who could really help us make a difference. I was telling my CEO, I wanted at least 20 companies, maybe 40 to join us. And we're now up to 220 companies who have joined us. We've now trained 55,000 different women on the metaverse, digital identity, Web3. We've done that in English and Spanish and French, which we're really excited about. One of my favorite quotes is, if you can see it, you can be it. So for the third year in a row, we've published the Unstoppable Women of Web3 and AI. We added AI this year. And we wanted to make sure that we honored them. And the reason is that we wanted people to see all these incredible women and all this incredible stuff that they were doing for this space in the industry. That's great. Yeah. So I am curious, sort of, as you've kind of done this sort of tally of who's sort of leading the charge in Web3 and now AI, how has sort of that landscape shifted over the last few years? I hope that as an industry, we're getting better at sort of positioning women in sort of positions of leadership and authority in the space. So I'm curious about that. And I'm also just curious if there's any recipients from this year's class that are sort of new to the space or new to sort of the spotlight, if you will, that you wanted to highlight? I guess there's a lot of questions in there. So the interesting thing and changes that we've seen is in the number of people applying over the last three times that we've done the award. At first, we wanted 100 and we like really pushed and we got 100. And the next year, you had 1,000 for 100 slots. And this year, we've had I think we had like 4,000 people for 100 slots, which is just phenomenal. We also wanted more companies to help sponsor us. So this year we had blockchain.com that hosted our event in Singapore. We had Flipkart that joined in and helping us also to do some of the judging. That was really cool because they are the Amazon of Asia and they're starting to play in Web3. And so I thought that was really cool that not only do we have some of the typical players in Web3 joining in, but we also had some new entrants joining in as well. And that made me really, really happy. And then the other thing that we noticed or that we really tried hard to blend was the next generation. And so we've only done one list of our top 25 girls in in Web3 and AI. And this year we did our second list And it was just incredible. We actually had 55 different young girls. And Josh, I would tell you that this was my favorite part. One of the young girls who won, she was so excited and she wanted to share with me her blockchain class for how to code a smart contract. She was six years old. Do you remember what you were doing at six? I was not teaching a smart contracts class. I can tell you that right now. And so I just love these young girls who have these big ambitions from having an NFT collection to coding and smart contracts to looking at starting their business of young girl blockchain coders. It's just wild to me how many different women and girls are just doing so many incredible things. I love that you highlighted the future leaders of tomorrow in terms of this award process. That That's great. This year at Outer Edge, we had over 100 students, future leaders come and learn about blockchain. And they had so many ideas for what they could do with this skill set. It was really unbelievable. And as we think about how do we make these pipes easier for people to go down and how do we make Web3 more accessible to the masses, it's going to be 
the young leaders of tomorrow that figure this out. You got it. And in fact, they get it, right? Like I was talking to them about the value of digital assets and they're like, yeah, you don't have to tell me that. Like, I know that, right? I'm on Roblox. I'm developing here. And you know, when I go and present something to a, let's say a corporate executive, I spend half of my time explaining what is Web3? Why is a digital asset valuable? What's going to happen in the future? But with this next generation, like they get it, they understand it. And in fact, Josh, I was attending a birthday party. One of my daughter's friends had a birthday party. All that she asked for was Robux. So, you know, the Roblox dollars that you can use to build stuff. And I was like, oh, I have to do like a little focus group here at the birthday party. And so I was asking her and she was like, well, Miss Carter, you know, digital assets are so much more valuable. They don't take up space. I can do this with, I mean, she was like doing my pitch to me. It was so funny to see that kids at this young age get it. So that next generation is just going to catapult us forward in this whole space. I agree. You have kids? Not yet, but I do have cousins and they are all about it anywhere from Roblox to even just thinking about all the other like massive games out there that you can buy assets in and be able to do like different dances and, and everything else involved. And even when I talk to them about Web3, they immediately can start to understand what's going on. But one thing that everyone can understand right now are domains, going on the website, owning some sort of website. And one of the things that Ensemble Domains has done is help to redefine the landscape of blockchain tech and digital freedom through the power of domains. So just to kind of shift gears for a second, I kind of want to like just tap in real quickly into like the genesis of Ensemble Domains and also just like what are the functionalities that are instantly people can connect with. And there's been so much traction to Unstoppable lately. Yeah. So Unstoppable Domain was founded in 2018. And it was founded with the simple premise that when we started the internet, people were typing in an IP address, right? You typed in 123.45 something. And then all of a sudden you could type in amazon.com. You didn't have to type in these numbers. Well, the founders saw the same opportunity here where people were typing in 21 alphanumeric letters and numbers to address your wallet. And they're like, well, we should just replace that with a domain. And hence Unstoppable Domains was born to replace the crypto address with something that was a human readable element. And that still today remains our number one use case. Today, and Richard, this should blow you away, 30 million resolutions every week of that, your name to your crypto wallet, 30 million. I think that's pretty darn cool, especially during this bear market. We're still seeing 31 million people. I guess I should say not people, but that address being resolved to your crypto wallet. But now we've added a lot more use cases too. You can leverage it with a decentralized wallet. You can log in, you can have your own profile, like a LinkedIn for web three, You can use it to do your taxes. I was with with Game today and they were using it for a gamer tag. This game was telling me how their gamers are so attached to that gaming tag. So we were talking about what else we could do. You can get badges. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Our vision of the future is that Unstoppable becomes the one-stop shop for your Web3 identity, but also for all domains. So including Web2 domains too. So you can go to one place and really own that identity across all domains. So what does that look like? I mean, if I have a GoDaddy account and I have a lot of domains over there, I'll be able to access those domains through Unstoppable Domains instead. Is that what you're saying? 
maybe we would be selling dot-com domains, for example, or maybe we would be looking at how you would Web3 enable that Web2 domain. One of the things that every Web3 domainer wants is the ability to take Sandy.x or Sandy.crypto and have it resolve in the Google search bar. Today, you can do it, but only with an extension. So what if we were able to bridge the Web2 and the Web3 world together so that you could have the benefits of the blockchain and the crypto wallet, but also the benefits of being searchable and taggable in the Web2 world? That's our vision of the future. Very cool. I think it was an interesting decision and move that you guys had to integrate with Ethereum name service. Sort of some people would perceive them as a competitor, but strategically you chose a different path forward in terms of how to work together. Could you sort of talk about why you made that strategic decision and what it means for users? So one thing is we believe that Web3 as an industry, that all boats rise together, right? We're in a tough time right now. So we don't want Web3 fighting against each other. We want to showcase our value of what we're doing in Web3 to the whole world, not this infighting. And so we decided to start selling on our site, but not just selling it. We started listening to a lot of the customers of .eth and they told us things like, I can't pay for it with the... PayPal or a credit card. I can't do auto renewal. If I build my profile, I have to pay a lot of gas. And so we started not only just releasing .eth on our site, we wanted to make it better and better and better to buy .eth too. So you now can buy .eth with a credit card or with PayPal. You can now auto renewal. You can now build your profile up and so many more things. This was strategically part of our vision to be that one-stop shop for digital identities and domains, whether they're Web 2 or Web 3 across the board. Yeah. So in terms of that particular functionality, it's sort of an integration of other service providers. So theoretically, you would integrate other companies and other domains in the future as well, like you were saying earlier, correct? That is correct. We've already announced that .sats will be next. So that's part of the Ordinals family. So we're going to be doing .sats. And then we have a couple others as well that we'll be bringing to the market. As we looked at customer behavior, I came from Amazon, so we're customer obsessed. We're always looking at what does a customer want. One of the things that we found is that when someone comes into our site, today we have 10 TLDs or top-level domains. When someone comes in and they want Sandy, they typically don't just buy Sandy.x or Sandy.nft. They'll typically do what I call a clean sweep. And what our customers said is, look, when I come in... I want to also buy .eth and .sats, and I want to buy everything. Like, I don't really care where it comes from. I just want to get a clean sweep of my names. And so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to add this functionality in as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Being able to bundle it all together just makes it a lot easier. And I like that you're working with communities that are also like being very high transaction standpoint as well from .eth and tapping into the ordinal sats is for all the NFTs that have ever been made on Ethereum, you're already seeing a, a large influx come in on the uh, Satoshi and ordinal standpoint. But on the subject of partnerships, you have several others that are going on. And two that I want to highlight are the Sandbox and Smobbler, which is really cool to see how all that works together. So can you kind of unpack the essence of those partnerships and how all of that kind of came together? Yeah. So I've been tracking down Seb throughout the world because I love the sandbox. I don't know if you guys have uh, looked at the sandbox or the games and everything going on there, you know, from Paris Hilton to Gucci to incredible things. 
from eyes of fashion, you name it. It's just really a cool platform. And our users kept saying, let's partner with the sandbox. And whenever we partner, we want to create a win-win, right? It has to be good for us, has to be good for the partner, and it has to be great for our users. And so we found that with the sandbox. So we announced a partnership, the actual game itself that we're doing with Smobler. So Smobler is going to build an unstoppable hub on top of the sandbox for unstoppable. And that'll be like a hub where you can go in and buy domains. You can also, as a company, link out to other templates to make it easier for you to build land flows. We also are going to release a game that has swords in it and shields and all that stuff too. So it's basically to gamify what we're doing in Unstoppable. And again, this came directly from our customers. They're like, we want a partnership with the Sandbox. Yeah, that's really cool. And being able to have some of those types of integrations is going back to the plan of like, how do you integrate everything in together? Gaming is a really big piece of where people are living online, especially around the concept of having a ton of these digital assets that they're going to be wanting to send in a very easily read address that they can send places. When you think about just your typical game and the gaming assets that come within it, then applying that to blockchain and now having a quick way to be able to to use it and potentially transfer it to one another. There's immediate synergies that just make a ton of sense. And we're very familiar with Sandbox. I've done some really cool stuff with them throughout the year. So like that partnership also made a ton of sense. So I think that's going to be a really, really fun thing for your users to go and participate in. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait. And they can't wait either. We decided to go ahead and announce the partnership at Token because Seb and I were on a panel together. So we decided to do it there. We got great response. And now they're like, when is it? When is it? So we're hoping to ship the game in either fourth quarter or first quarter. So we've kind of got two versions of it coming. We're hoping one will come out in fourth quarter and then one will come out in the first quarter as well. Very cool. Speaking of forthcoming new initiatives, in August, you dropped another announcement that you guys are creating a new domain-to-domain messaging platform function, which sounds pretty cool. I'd love to sort of understand more about where that came from in terms of the idea and what type of functionality and opportunity you think that brings the world in terms of making an impact. So I think this is a crucial use case because if you have a domain, you're going to use it when you want to transact something. Hopefully that we're not buying like tons of stuff every day (laughs) and you want to use it for email. You want to use it for other things. But one of the things that we use all the time is messaging and the ability to message anyone at any time based on their domain is very powerful use case. And this actually came up when my discussions with Polygon. Polygon is a very strategic partner of ours. We did .polygon together, which is one of the fastest growing extensions we've ever had. And Sandeep and Sandcat were like, wow, I want to message all of our .polygon users. Can I message all the .polygon users? Well, today he had to use Discord, which is hard, or Telegram, you have to have multiple channels. And so we actually embedded messaging into your profile and into our site So now anyone can message anyone else who has an unstoppable domain or who has a Coinbase wallet or who has a Lens protocol, you can message anybody. A person like a Sandeep can also message all of his partner community. So he can message all of the .polygon holders. Or if you have a badge that's like a sub-community, let's say it's all the people who race cars in the metaverse and you have that badge. You can just message them. So it enables you to segment and target as well. 
Yeah. So this is live already to clarify. Yeah, this is live already. Both of those use cases, person to person and one to many or business to user, both of those are live today. Wow. And what's the user experience look like if Sandeep wants to send a message to everyone with the dot polygon extension? How will that sort of look on the user side of things? Oh, man, it's super easy. Do you want me to share my screen or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Let me take a peek here and see if I have it up and you can then take a look at it right now because I think it is a great user interface. Let me show it to you. Sounds Sorry, great. And it's also a great reminder for all those who are listening to the podcast, go check us out on YouTube. We've got some really great visuals. And again, we have 3.9 million domains. So you can message any of those, anybody who has a Coinbase wallet, anybody who has a Lens protocol. I mean, it's pretty cool, right? You can now message so many people in the world and sort through them in segments by your badges. So on the user side, they have to be on their domain page on the web to see those messages, right? Or they could be on the Unstoppable page. They have to be on one or the other. They either have to be on their Unstoppable user domain page or be on the Unstoppable page overall. Is there any sort of thoughts later in terms of giving people paying via email or their preferred sort of communication method to say, hey, you have some messages, check it out? Absolutely. Josh, you could be on our product team. That, there you go. I, I mean, I knew that wasn't like a stretch in terms of a next step, right? With how you yeah. guys are evolving. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we see such usage with the messaging. And again, we do feel like it's one of the killer apps to come, right? Maybe not as big as chat GPT, but we do think it will be a big step forward for Web3, finding that use case. Yeah, we agree. That is a really cool. And thank you for spending the time showing us that messaging piece. I know I personally want to go check that out a little bit more too, because there's so many places to, to tap into the people in Web3. And this is definitely a cool way to go and, and do that. Another thing that I kind of want to dive into was kind of going to WebSC's like safety score. So security is a very big thing, especially as it revolves around people in their wallets and their assets. So what are some of the ways that y'all are being conscious and forward thinking around security? Yeah, so we did a partnership with Webacy to place on that profile page. So the page I just showed you, you could see my Webacy score as well. I'm just going to flash it up too, just so you can see it real quick. If you have a view of it, this is my digital identity. And you can see here, this is my Webacy score. And it tells me right now I'm the safest of my wallet. So what we did with Webacy is we wanted to be able to show by a person how safe interacting with that wallet was. And the Webacy score looks at smart contracts, how much you've had scams in the past. It has a whole set of criteria that it looks at to give you that safety score. The three levels of scoring that they use are safest, safe, and then you need to do some work on your wallet right away. And so we thought that that would be a really great first step to help our users with the safety. And then in addition, Webacy also gave to any Unstoppable Domain user three months free of their Webacy Pro, which enables you to go in there. And if your score isn't where it should be, it enables you to go in there and analyze why is that. So for example, when I first went in, my score was low. Someone had actually gone into my wallet and stolen my favorite Lazy Lion. I got a white hat from Lazy Lion, helped me to get it back. But because of that back and forth, I didn't have a positive score. So they taught me what I needed to do to fix that in my wallet. So it was really awesome. Like 
not only do they give you the score, but with the pro version, you get to figure out how you can improve your score too. The next thing that we're doing is we're integrating that into our login. So you can take sandy.nft and you can log into an application. Well, wouldn't it be great for that application to know as I'm coming in that my wallet is the safest wallet or my wallet is safe or my wallet's not safe. And so maybe someone coming into my app that doesn't have a safe wallet, do I want to block them? Do I want to warn them? What do I want to do or warn others? And so that's kind of our next view. We view safety and security as being huge, important job. Web3 gets a really bad reputation for all the scams and things out there. And we felt like this was one small way to help in that whole kind of turn the industry around perspective was with this partnership with Webacy. Very cool. Yeah, that's exciting. Makes a lot of sense in terms of an opportunity to sort of bring awareness to such an important thing as safety in our current sort of climate. So love what you're doing, Sandy. So much innovation. You guys are moving fast and furiously. What's the roadmap look like? Any exciting partnerships on the horizon? What are you looking at in terms of 2024? Well, if I shared future partnerships, hmm, I might have to wear orange and I don't look good in orange. So <laughs> we do have some really nice partnerships coming up in the November, December timeframe. I'm not at will to share those right now, but watch the news because we will have some great ones. We're constantly integrating. Right now we have over a thousand partners, which is pretty cool, Josh and Richard, because when I came in less than two years ago, we had 41 and we now have over a thousand partnerships. Those thousand partnerships add value to each and every user. So we're pretty excited about that. And then our roadmap is so exciting. You're going to see us really bring to life that one-stop shop. So watch this space because you'll be seeing announcements rolling out this year as we go forward that support that mission of that one-stop shop. Cool. And what about AI? I mean, you mentioned sort of off camera that the AI domains have been snatched up furiously. What's your perspective on AI and how that sort of fits into your vision of unstoppable domains? So I guess I would say two things. It was really interesting. I worked on AI as early as 2015. And I, when I tell people that, they're like, what? AI wasn't even around in 2015. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was working on IBM Watson. We were playing Jeopardy games and that kind of stuff with AI. So Everybody says AI was an overnight success. It was like a 10-year overnight success. So I think that AI has a lot of potential. It's not brand new. And I believe that AI will catapult the work that we're doing in blockchain forward. If you think about it, I just keynoted at CEO conference last week in San Francisco. The number one concern that CEOs have about AI is how do I identify a deep fake? Or what if someone starts copying me or my voice or what do I do? And that's perfect use case for blockchain, right? Is to be able to credential and verify where things are coming from. So I actually think AI is going to catapult the use of blockchain. And I see this convergence of AI, blockchain, and spatial or metaverse coming together really quickly. I think right now people are focused on the shiny object, but I think soon those will come together and you'll see the power of all three of those technologies working together. Yeah, we're excited. We definitely see sort of some complementary components to those technologies, but also some areas where they just don't mix. And I think that's okay too. Like the convergence doesn't mean everything's sort of converging in one melting pot, right? It just means, I think, a more general sort of 
utility of utilizing these different technologies together when it makes a practical use case comes up, but not forcing it either. I think that's really important. I agree. Yeah. And if you think about education, I was just with a group of educators and imagine a world where there is AI and the metaverse and blockchain. So you can imagine an AI personalized education program for students. This is the number one complaint I hear. I've got 40 students. They're all at different levels. How do I teach them correctly? Well, now AI can help you do that. And then with the use of the metaverse, now you can go in there and just talk about it. You go. My daughter just went to Mars in the metaverse. I mean, how cool is that? She was so excited because she got to go to Mars. And then, of course, when you get that diploma, now you can have a soul-bound token on the blockchain sitting in that domain that says you graduated or you took that class or you went to Mars. Funny story, Josh and Richard, I was with LinkedIn and they told me that 34% of what's listed on LinkedIn is incorrect. So when I met with them, the first thing they did is they saw I went to Harvard Business School. They were like, did you really go to Harvard? I'm like, yes. Why do you ask? They said that 34% of people put stuff on their LinkedIn resume that never happened, but there's no credentialing or verification that can prove that you did it or didn't do it. So you can put whatever you want on there. But now with the blockchain, you can prove I went to Harvard or I took this class or I did something. That's just one example in education. I've got them for healthcare, for financial services, you name it, that I think that these three technologies working together can make our lives and the future of work so much better. Completely agree. I had the opportunity to go to TEDAI last week in San Fran and got to listen to a lot of industry leaders and a lot was being proposed from a data standpoint for all the things that you just addressed. Blockchain is an immediate solution. So I do think there's a lot of synergies that will come together to do that. Even from the education piece, I actually met a startup who's working on exactly that. So that part was really cool. And there's just so many different use cases for that. So I'm glad you're being forward thinking. And for all those listening right now, I think a takeaway just from the AI piece is figure out how you can be utilizing it. Don't necessarily see it as a huge threat, but figure out how you can start utilizing it within your own business because it's here. And the more people that can figure out how to use it in a use it now are going to be further ahead than those who refuse to try to get on with what's coming in AI. And Richard, I would say as a startup, as you use AI, it helps you to punch above your weight, right? Because now you have like all these things at your fingertips. Like you may not have a 30-person marketing team, but now you've got Pat GPT and others that can help you. So regardless what type of business you are, I think AI can help you level up or punch above your weight class. Absolutely. You have questions about blockchain? Like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? (laughs) Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. (laughs) Arg. 
So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Well, this was a great deep dive, long overdue on what's going on with Unstoppable Domains. So really appreciate these updates. And I think we have some time to cover some hot topics if you guys are down. Let's do it. Cool. So the first one is interesting. So I don't know if you all had a chance to catch the latest news, but the French National Assembly just voted that NFT games are not to be considered gambling. So this past Tuesday, the French National Assembly passed the so-called So Rare law, including the first dedicated regulatory framework for video games tapping NFTs and crypto-powered monetization schemes. It was actually voted for as part of a broader digital space regulation in the French National Assembly involving 561 members who cast their votes. Essentially, the text seeks to balance fostering innovation among French startups, ensuring user protection, And for the first time in legal terms, this legislation paves the way for potential new regulatory frameworks specifically tailored to crypto games distinct from gambling and traditional video games. Sandy, did you have a chance to catch this news? I just skimmed it, but I think it's awesome. There's so many possibilities here with gaming. You guys may or may not know, but I started a female gaming group maybe eight years ago or something. We had a million female gamers in our group at that time. So this is awesome. Making regulation around not trying to take away from games in the future that's there. If anything, if they had passed, it's just going to keep away really big enterprise opportunities in gaming that already exists and that's are going to continue to be built in this space. And also think that it shows that Other countries who are considering doing this type of regulation should reconsider why they would want to consider gaming gambling, right? So if you haven't done it for traditional gaming, why does that necessarily need to apply to Web3? So I think this is very positive and like the ruling. Yeah, hopefully this is sort of a precedent that kind of crosses borders, right? And it's probably a big sigh of relief for Web3 NFT gaming companies based in France that would have faced a lot of heavier tax burdens and regulatory complexities. So kudos for France for leading the charge on sort of looking at some cutting edge technology through a lens that encourages innovation as opposed to discouraging innovation. So I'm really excited to see that verdict. The Sandbox is based there in France. I'm thinking maybe they had a big influence there too. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. No, no, good point. Wouldn't be surprising for sure. All right, so another news, the Norman Rockwell Museum and the Norman Rockwell family have jointly announced that they have launched an NFT-backed multi-part series that will offer collectors the opportunity to own several digital and physical works by this late and incredible artist, including a number of never-before-published images and process works from the Norman Rockwell archives. So this is pretty cool. I have to say, like, there's some big fans of, of Norman Rockwell and my family, a late aunt, used to sort of paint some Norman Rockwell-type collections sort of inspired by his work. She tried to, like, make sure that his legacy passed on in sort of some of her paintings. And I think that it's a great indication that the fine art world is still looking at digital collectibles in in a creative way, even in this long bear market. 
Yeah, I agree. I have to say, when I was young, my parents took me to the Norman Rockwell Museum. And I was really struck by just his paintings are so real, but they're of everyday life. And I think that's really cool that they're going to take like those images of the past everyday life and turn them into NFTs so that future generations can see what that life looks like. I think that's really a novel approach and makes me think about Hot Wheels. If you think about Hot Wheels and the NFT collectibles that they're doing, I know a lot of people think that kids are buying those, but it's actually the past generation who grew up with Hot Wheels, who loves Hot Wheels, who are buying those NFT collectibles. I think the same thing will happen here. The past generation who loved Norman Rockwell will end up with these collectibles as well. So maybe another way to get like all the generations working together around these digital assets. You bring up a really good point of the generations of that gets targeted and looked at. Just to your last point, there are a lot of millennials right now that whose childhood drinks are becoming more boozy drinks because it's following trends of like nostalgia and other stuff like that. And in the same way that like kind of cross trends from collectibles and other places where I think you're going to start seeing more and more of things from early 90s, early 2000s that kind of resurface. And whether it's from an artistic standpoint or from a product standpoint that are now trying to find more ways to get in front of new consumers who now want to own these pieces of history. So I just thought that was a really cool point. Yep. And this collection was powered by iconicmoments.co. I wasn't familiar with them, but I've done a little bit of searching during this chat. And historically, they've been around eight years. They partnered with the White House Historical Association, as well as the Women's Suffrage National Monument Foundation. Kudos to them for doing another really historical project with featuring a very special artist that I think has a long legacy in terms of Americana and beyond. So very cool. Hi, we love having listeners like you because you're not only generous, but you're smart and you want to maximize the impact of your generosity. Donating money to help people can be a wonderful and selfless act, but how can you feel confident that your donations are improving or saving lives effectively? You could do weeks of research to find the charities that are out there, programs that they run, how effective those programs are, and how the charity might use your money. Or you could visit givewell.org. There, you'll get a short vetted list of the best charities they've found at saving or improving lives per dollar. GiveWell spends over 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only recommends a few of the highest impact evidence back to charities they've found. Here's an example of how we at Edge of NFT make our charitable contributions go super far. Quick search on GiveWell's website, found their maximum impact fund, clicked donate, sent crypto to their address, done. Their maximum impact fund distributes quarterly to the charities that they believe will do the most good. GiveWell accepts a broad variety of popular tokens and provides a simple way to document your donation. If you've never donated to GiveWell's recommended charities before, you can have your donation matched up to $250 before the end of the year or as long as matching funds last. To claim your match, go to GiveWell.org and pick podcast and enter Edge of NFT at checkout. Make sure they know you heard about GiveWell from Edge of NFT to get your donation matched. Well... This was fun and would love to sort of wrap up, Sandy, with a little new section that I think we didn't have on the show when you were on previously called The Shout Out, where we give you a chance to sort of highlight someone in your world that has been doing really cool stuff that maybe hasn't gotten enough of the spotlight and wondering if anyone comes to mind that you'd like to give a shout out to. One of the people that I think is just doing an exceptional job, she's also one of our 
top 100 most inspirational women is Christina B from Ave. And she leads their business development group. She's been doing just some fabulous things with Ave and their profiles, which I think are going to continue just to grow and grow and grow. And you noticed in our messaging, we talked about now ensuring that we supported the Ave profiles as well. Well, So Christina, if you're out there and you hear me, you are doing an exceptional job. Thank you so much for all you're doing for the world of Web3. Right on. That's a nice one. So Sandy, just to sort of recap for folks, where can people go to learn more about you and Unstoppable Domains? Yeah. So Unstoppable Domains on Twitter, we're Unstoppable Web. So not domains because that's someone else, but Unstoppable Web. Our website though is unstoppabledomains.com if you want to go and check out getting your Web3 digital identity. My Twitter handle is Sandy underscore Carter, or you can reach me on basically any social platform, Sandy Carter on LinkedIn or Sandy Founder underscore Carter on Instagram. Reach out with any questions or comments or anything. I'd love to hear from you. Sweet. And I guess we're going to do a really cool giveaway. We've talked about some of the rare domains being swept up on Unstoppable Domains, but there's one that's available that you've graciously offered to our listeners and friends. Thanks so much. And maybe you can reveal what that domain name is now. Yeah, it's wellness.nft. And the reason that we, Josh, Richard, and I decided to do wellness is in honor of Mental Health Month. And, you know, there's just so many people right now who are burned out or burning out. And this is a marathon, not a sprint. So everybody needs to take care of their wellness. I think this will be a hot one as Web3 continues to grow. So congrats to whoever gets that one, whoever wins it. What do they need to do to get that, Josh? What are they going to be looking at? Yeah, we'll put out the details on social, but they'll want to follow you all and us and share the show with their friends and then also find it on YouTube as well and share and like that episode. So hopefully we'll just get the word out about all this great conversation we're having. And this is a big score for whoever gets it. So thanks, Sandy. Appreciate that. Yeah. Only the best for your listeners, right? Right on, right on. We appreciate that. So we have reached the outer limit at the edge of NFT for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on the Starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers. They'll make this journey also much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now. Rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major socials by typing edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. And thanks, Sandy, for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of NFT reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. Our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. From time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of those links. Refer to our website, www.edgeofnft.com, for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, and privacy policy.